We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we're live. Uh, welcome back, everybody, uh, to the RG NFL DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. I am your host, Chris Kirkwood, also known as Kirk Bees in the DFS world. I am here with my boys, Brett Hartfield, Killer B, 2482, and John Sarabian, JSU Rab. How's it going, fellas? I'm doing well. Week one, uh, not the best results-wise. Uh, I crushed over on Yahoo, and then either broke even or lost on the other three sites. So uh, looking to get back at it, uh, definitely uh, went away from the Connor chalk and even the Kamara chalk. I, I, I bought more of um, uh, David Johnson and then kind of off of Connor, I went to the Patriots running backs. So uh, didn't work out for me in week one. How about you, JSU Rob? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't the best week. It wasn't the worst. I, I, I did the same. I, I was very underweight on the Connor chalk. I mean, really, in the end, he was like 25% owned in a bunch of the big tournaments on DraftKings. So I'm uh, kind of kicking myself for that. Probably shouldn't have done it. But, what you know, can't change it. You know, I was on on some things. Like I was telling you guys before the show, I was really high on uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Kenny Stills, Tyreek Hill. Um kind of came in and uh, was a guy who I really started looking at, especially after the Bosa news. I just thought, you know, Mahomes might have a little extra time in the pocket, give him a chance to get deep. And, you know, he had a, yeah, obviously had a really good game, but, um, you know, just a couple plays that didn't work out well, like my Derrick Henry play, even though he had a 62 yard touchdown called back on a phantom by Delaney Walker. Let's just do tilt takes. Let's just – this will be the tilt takes podcast. I'll talk about A.J. Green dropping a bunny in the end zone. 
We'll talk. We'll, we'll go through every. Well, he's catching all the touchdowns tonight, though. Yeah, I know, and I don't have them because <laughs> we don't play the Thursday games. Although I did play the Bengals defense tonight in my lineups. Um, yeah, n- nobody plays the Thursday games. It's a sharp thing to do now. It's not. Yeah, it's exactly. It's, it's opposite. Opposite thing. Opposite week. Yeah. So we'll. So we'll. Uh, we'll try to keep this podcast a little shorter this week. We'll try to keep this under, uh, under a half an hour for the people. Um, hope that everyone was able to at least speed it up, um, on their, whatever they were listening to. So it was a little bit shorter, but we'll, uh, we'll talk just quickly a little, you know, we did kind of just mentioned our week one results. We'll go into it just a little bit deeper. Then we'll talk about some, uh, just some biases that maybe we've all formed or that people form, um, I know Killer B had some thoughts on this, um, you know, going into uh, that we formed from week one and um, how we can exploit them in week two. And then, um, I don't know, then we'll go over who we like, uh, some strategies, some tournament strategies, what to do. So the big news of the day um, is that the chalk smashed, right? The chalk absolutely smashed. I got lucky in this regard. Usually I'm a guy, I'm, I'm anti-team chalk. I've become a little bit more chalkier now. Uh, I've been getting more into cash games, and so that's kind of influenced some of my, my own lineups. And I had to do the uh, crunch time lineup um, builder show for RG. So I was spending all my time trying to create, like, the perfect cash build to give to the people. And we did. We nailed it. Um, but um, for me personally this week, I made some money. Um, I did better on DraftKings than I did on Yahoo!, um, I started off the week with uh, Case Keenum, or no, no, with uh, with uh, Drew Brees uh, and Tom Brady. I was going to go high end. I ended up to Case Keenum on like Friday nightish, and I went full circle and came all the way back to Drew Brees where I started, and that ended up working out for me. Um, who'd you who'd you use uh, as your anchor in uh, in Cash Killer B? Yeah. So like, I didn't have, you know, across the industry, I had a lot of different exposure to different quarterbacks. Usually I'm never, never higher than like 40 or 50% uh, on a quarterback in ca- even in cash. So um, when I went cheap, I would, I had a lot of like Andy Dalton, uh, even uh, Case Keenum. Um, and then when I spent up, I either went to Rivers or Breeze. So that, that seemed for my lineups uh, to be the best across the industry. Um, those were probably my four, uh, cash game guys. So yeah. What about you, uh, John? Yeah. So, I mean, I got on the Keenum too. He was really cheap, you know, on both FanDuel and DraftKings just super cheap. And then, um, Mahomes, like I was saying, mm-hmm. once the Bosa news broke, I just thought, you know, he was going to have a better chance at, you know, sitting back in the pocket and having a little more time to throw. And, um, that kind of worked out, especially him on FanDuel. He was uh, really cheap, so I had I had a bunch of uh, those two guys. All right, and uh, yeah, I got lucky. So I, I ended up taking a firm stance with Connor. Um, I just used him on every single lineup I did, and the same thing with uh, Kamara. Um, and I ended up going with like Diggs. I thought I was. I even played Diggs in cash. Diggs and AJ Green. I didn't have the Michael Thomas, but um, I had enough to uh, get there. And I, uh, I kind of used that as my main core for tournaments. Although I tried a couple of different ways. I tried the David Johnson route, um, which didn't work too well. Um, um, also, uh, Jordan Reed, but, uh, I mean, it was overall, it was profitable. Um, you know, without looking at results, uh, knowing that Camaro was, you know, somewhere around 30, 35% and DJ was, you know, around 10 to 15%. 
I still think it was a great, great move to get onto uh, David Johnson there uh, at such a cheaper ownership level. I mean, everybody always wants to look at results and go, oh, I should have done this uh, just because, right? And, you know, they, they still held Camara under 20 touches. That, so what they're saying, I think, is the truth. Uh, it just obviously it helps when you get uh, when you score four touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean he was going to be the guy. It was a great matchup. It's in a dome, and you know there was just no there's no Mark Ingram, and it just it just was a concentrated amount of usage. You felt like, and so I just thought he was going to smash, and so I just wanted to be there. And uh, I also I just had the visions of D'Angelo Williams, right? Like for for Pitt and how much they use that running back. So I just wanted to be overweight on those two guys and I, I got lucky now David Johnson I totally expected to be able to go toe to toe toe for toe potentially but there was there was the concern with how bad that offensive line is and they looked this team looked terrible so I mean this is going to play into our biases right like you know now everybody's going to be off of David Johnson for sure Kamara's going to be the mega chalk Connor going to be the mega chalk but you know here's the thing fellas pricing has is getting a little sharper this week right like mm -hmm. we had all these extreme values so it makes a lot of sense that the chalk smashed the way it did there were just plays that were just absolute extreme values and you needed a monster score um this week may be a little different there's still some some errant pricing on a couple of players and good spots and whatnot but I think that this is the good week for the contrarian people, all those, the people who lost last week, all the, these big GPP max entry guys who play with a huge contrarian strategy. I think this is their week to crush. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, just real quick with the Kamara, you know, it helps also when you're getting 12 targets in the passing game mm -hmm. and, you know, game script is, you know, keeping you on, you know, the field the whole time and Gillisley, I'm pretty sure didn't he fumble. And then that was kind of like it for him. Yeah. So like it, all these things kind of like worked in his favor to, you know, get those four touchdowns or whatever it was. It, it, it was three it, touchdowns, three touchdowns. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, it, it's just like it, the the game, just them being down the, the fumble by Gillisley, that it just helped him kind of garner all that. And now he's, you know, 9,500 on DraftKings. I don't know. I, I mean, I personally think Gurley's going to be higher on than him this week. I don't know. Um, I just think people see a little bit of a discount, and Gurley's in a pretty – in a really good spot, you know, this week. So I, I just see that as kind of my take on that situation for this week and last week. Um, one thing quickly I want to touch on. So let's just go over the winning lineup, not even the millionaire maker winning lineup, which is like nuts to get, but the optimum lineup for the week. Like this is a lineup I could have sat on my toilet, you know, and made on my phone in like mm -hmm. two minutes. Um, if I, if I was like, okay, I just want to do a game stack of the, I want I want Kamara. Um, and I want to do a game stack. I want Fitzpatrick. Okay, I'll throw Deshaun Jackson in there. The Tyreek Hill is is never a bad play. He's a huge upside play guy, right? Like he went absolutely berserk. Emmanuel Sanders was a great value. Gronk at the tight end position was in a smash spot. Um, Melvin Gordon, we all knew he was going to be good. And then the Browns D in a in a rain type game. Like any of us could have come up with this. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, it just. 
it, it shows you like on guys like Tyreek Hill who don't need to touch the ball a lot. Um, he only had 21 snaps or 21 routes run, uh, by the way. And you just see how electric he is with the ball. Um, that's one guy that if you're playing uh, more than 10, 15 lineups, he's a guy that you should never have 0% of. You should always have because uh, his upside just with touching the rock is, is amazing. So, um, I mean, that's, that's kind of one thing that you can just take away from just how, uh, how athletic he is. But, yeah, talking about week one bias in general, um, I feel like everybody made money that was chalky last week. And we do have a new group of people that come in every year for NFL. So, I mean, I think we too, it could be chalkier uh, with like ownership. So um, I think you're going to see some pretty big discrepancies in, in chalk uh, because even some people that just didn't have good results and they're easily influenced, you know, they're going to go towards like, uh, what they're hearing or what they're reading in articles more. Uh, so that's just one thing to note and totally agree with uh, you, Kirk, that um, this is probably – We could have shipped a lot of money on the toilet, just on the toilet. <laughs> that, that's what you were going to say? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like this is the one uh, t- uh, week for sure where contrarian should pay off because uh, you're going to see discounted ownerships on guys that you're ne- – you normally won't get, I think, just because of how chalky um, that that optimal lineup was. I mean, that optimal lineup probably had, what, three or four guys that were all, like, you know, almost top-owned So uh, at their position. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I think you can really take advantage of it here in week two. Yeah, there's going to be biases everywhere. What, should, what if, you, if you had to say what's going to be the, the biggest biases, J.S., you were uh, coming into this week, like Tyreek Hill – like, so we, we already know who are the greatest players are in the NFL right now. It's James Conner, Kamara, mm-hmm. and uh, Tyreek Hill, right? Like, that's official. And the worst teams are the Arizona Cardinals and the Buffalo Bills. Now, that may not change, but um, – Yeah, I was going to say, the Bills and the, the Bills are definitely the worst team in the league, and then the Cardinals are probably the next. But, I mean, other than that, I, I, I think that the, the biggest um, bias, if, if – we're taking away from last week is, is that the fact that, you know, if I, if I'm playing like this week for James, James Connor, like, I don't know what people's thoughts are on this, but like my bias is he's playing the Lev Bell role. Like that that's going to be like, I don't care what his price was jumping up to. I knew already I was playing him. So like, I'm just going to stick to that and just go with it. I, I don't think like last week, his 4,500 price, like, 2000 jumping up 2000 i'm gonna i'm gonna stay there and just probably lock them in all right let's let's talk about this week coming up uh, it's a perfect transition here um we're gonna have some chalk i'm not gonna get into quarterbacks really because you know quite frankly quarterbacks are never quite too chalky and the i got uh jamino's projected ownership pulled up here you know it's it makes sense he's got roethlisberger and breeze uh, Mahomes right there at the top, and those are like the the two huge total games. Um, so let's let running back is definitely going to have some uh, a good a good amount of chalk here, and that's going to be Mr. James Conner. So uh, I'm on board with just locking him in, just because I think his price is is too cheap still. I think this is basically Le'Veon Bell, maybe a, a not the same 
may, he may be, he may very well be as good as Le'Veon Bell, but regardless, his role is the same. And he got so many touches. He was in on every play that this is, I think the role is there. What do you think, Killer B? Yeah, so totally agree. Like, I want to be right there with the field, uh, if not more, uh, with James Conner. Um, on both DraftKings and FanDuel, Jimino has him as the highest projected ownership. Uh, so the the one, like, area where I think I'm going to start getting uh, away from chalk and the bias would be Elvin Kamara. Um, Jimino has Kamara as the number two highest owned at running back. And so I think – if I'm going to spend up, like this is a perfect week where I think instead of uh, spending up for a nine, you know, one of the nine K guys like Kamara Gurley on DraftKings, uh, you can stay a little bit cheaper. Um, possibly don't go over the seven point four of uh, Melvin Gordon, and then you know spend up at your wide receivers. So uh, that's just one way to build a lineup. Um, but yeah, I, I want to be under the field on Kamara uh, this week. Uh, what about you? Uh, you, you, you in the same boat? Yeah, actually, uh, I, I, I love that. I, um, just started kind of just doing some like little lineup building earlier this afternoon. And, uh, I was pretty much, uh, staying under 7,400 on Melvin Gordon and under pretty much for most of my lineup build. So trying to fade, you know, Kamara and Gurley or be underweight at least to the field of Kamara and Gurley is probably the way I'm going to go too. Yep. Um, I mean, he's 9.5K, right? Like, that's, yeah. some, that's some serious salary here. We've got options to beat him. We've got other guys lower that could go toe-to-toe with him potentially. Is he a good play? Is he probably going to get a lot of huge amount of workload? And, and you know, we've got this huge total and another another spot in the dome. Yeah, but, like, there's room to, to – there's room for error here. But there's not many room for error, I should say. Yeah, right? if they utilize him as a wide receiver, kind of like they did in week one, I mean, he becomes, you know, pretty sexy because a guy that you can, you know, put in for 10 to 12 targets and then also throw in, you know, five to eight carries. You got to love that. But uh, it's, it's one of those things where he has to, he has to produce a 20-point day uh, for you not to be dead in tournaments. Um, and that's, that's just something that, I mean, he's got all the big play, uh, ability in the world, but that's just something I don't want to be handcuffing my lineups to. Yep. Uh, I agree. Um, next, next, some other guys that are going to be chalky Christian McCaffrey. Um, and you know, I, I kind of like this play a lot, to be honest with you. So I'm going to need you guys to talk me off, talk me off him here. I was tilting him. I had a lot of exposure to him last week and I was tilting because, you know, Cam is still Cam. He's still his number one running option, right? Like he's always looking to run and steal the show for himself. And, you know, maybe we got, you know, CJ Anderson got some looks. Um, Maybe we got a little bit carried away here, but like the spot is as good as it gets against uh, this, this Falcons team that gives up a ton to the, to running backs pass catching backs and I like his price um, what do you guys think yeah I, I mean I, I love the play here um, it's also news that like big news for him that like Deion Jones and uh, Keanu Neal are both out probably the two best defenders on that team or you know 
yeah, arguably the they're two the best heart and soul of the D. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I I love Cam. I love Christian McCaffrey. Um, I I like that that stack together. But I mean, you could play McCaffrey by himself. I I just think that that game could shoot out. And uh, I I like I, I love McCaffrey. Falcons give up lots of catches to running backs. I think Cam's gonna use him as a security blanket with no Greg Olson. It just it just sets up for him to have a really, really big game. Yeah, the pros are like, you know, Atlanta was 32 DVOA versus the pass-catching running backs last year. Um, but, but the one thing, you know, they do filter that. And like you said, they, they're going to be without some of their linebackers there. Um, but the one thing is this Carolina offense is becoming very focused, and I don't know if that's a good thing. Uh, no Greg Olson. Um, and then you have Funches, who I don't know how much you guys want to believe in Funches, but uh, they're going to need a lot out of McCaffrey. And, you know, I, again, this is a type of guy where I still don't know if he can run between the tackles. I'd uh, love to see him, you know, most of his touches come through the way of air. Um, and that's usually from coming from behind, which that is the way this is set up, right? They're six-point dogs in Atlanta. Um, so game flow – Game flow looks okay for McCaffrey. Price tag at 7K. Um, it's one of those things, again, I'm not like in fully love with it, but um, I, ca- I can see him and like uh, basically having the same amount of uh, catches as Kamara. So yeah, don't, do not hate it. It's just the touchdown equity, probably not there. And the uh, offense in general, uh, just not a fan of. Um, also, when they do get to the goal line, you know, is he going to get the carries or is Cam just going to carry it in? So um, that's the only thing is, is opportunity and like how inefficient their overall offense is that would make me hit the play. But I, I like the fact that it's in a dome. Um, I like the mm-hmm. fact that his usage is the highest that it's ever been. Um, maybe it was a little bit overblown what we were thinking, but certainly there's room now to go up further with Olsen's injury. Um, and, uh, this Falcons, this Falcons D has just allowed a ton of receptions to backfields for the past few years in a row, you know, so now they're without Deion Jones, Keanu Neal. Um, I just think this is a really good play. It's going to be hard to get me off of it. Um, and I'm probably going to try to differentiate in some other spots. Um, all right. Who's next? Give me, give the next guy that well, we want to do a quick dive into. Well, real quick while we're on that game too, I think yep. one of the things that everyone's going to have to monitor is the Freeman news. Devonta Freeman didn't practice again today. And, you know, mm-hmm. Tevin Coleman, is if he gets a start and Freeman's ruled out, I mean, he's going to end up being really chalky and I think it could lower ownership on, you know, guys like McCaffrey and Connor even more. Um, That's going to change a lot of the running back ownership for sure. Yeah. Um, What, what does the Rex Burkhead uh, looks like Burkhead got a concussion in practice. I don't know if that's going to change anything, but I still have a lot of love for James White. We know Jacksonville has, two awesome corners. Basically their whole defense is phenomenal, but I still see James White lining up a lot, uh, getting a lot of targets here. Um, Outside of Gronk and White, I don't know where this offense is going to, you know, how they're going to score their points. Um, Yeah, I agree. I I mean, I think they're going to have to use him just past, like that's all they're going to be able to do. I mean, this Jacksonville defense is no joke. And um, they're going to have to get the ball out of there quick. And James White is that guy. And now, you know, there's no uh, Jordan Hill. If, if, if Burkhead is out for some reason, I mean, Sony Michelle, they're not – do you really see them really going – getting him into a big role right off the bat? 
No, but I, I, I see him being like the early down back, you know, basically yeah. the Rex Burkhead role, just the carry role. Um, the only issue here is, you know, Burkhead didn't get a concussion in the game. So he got, he must've got concussed like Monday or Tuesday. Uh, I think he was limited at practice today or something. I think it, I think it, yeah. the thing I read, it made it sound like he was going to be okay, oh, okay to play. That's the way I took it. Now I may be wrong. But um, I was, like, focused on that in the beginning, and then I thought, okay, now he's going to play. But, okay, so he played. Let's say he plays. Are you interested in him? Um, probably not uh, because, you know, the, he, he didn't get featured uh, too much in the past game. I'm just going to check up how many targets he ended up getting. So, yeah, three targets, one catch. Um, this is just a spot where I, I don't exactly love this. It would be more of a contrarian play, right? And I think I'd rather buy uh, James White where I feel comfortable in his pass-catching role um, just because I don't, I don't feel like Burkhead's going to snap off, you know, a 100-yard game uh, on the ground here. Yep. Um, okay, the other, so the, the chalky games, it's the Saints, it's, it's uh, the Steelers. Um, what are we doing with the Steelers-Chiefs game besides Connor? We're all, we all like him. Um, Antonio Brown, what are our thoughts? Juju Smith-Schuster looks like he's probably going to line up with um, Orlando Skandrick, mm-hmm. who is the guy that you want to get. Tasty. You know, uh, Yeah, everybody talks about how he was let go by both the Cowboys and the Redskins in the last six months, and he's just the guy to attack. So, I mean, he and Sh- Juju had a, had a d- good game last week. So, I mean, is he the pivot off of Antonio Brown, or are they both just complete chalk? No, they're they're both going to be chalky, but I'm still going to play them both. I, I mean, I just think it's too good of a spot. These guys, you know, garner, you know, 60% of the targets combined. Like, these, these guys are by far the guys Roethlisberger trusts the most. He's going to look for them. You know, Antonio Brown can be double covered. He'll still be looking for him. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster has a really good matchup. It's just, it just sets up as a, as a good matchup for both of them. I, I, I can't see fading either one of them. Yep. Totally agreed. I think like even uh, in a leagues type of uh, format, I'd be very comfortable in rolling both of those wide receivers uh, leagues, leagues formats. Normally I don't go all tournament esque, um, but you still want to be somewhat correlated because uh, usually the percentage of cash in a, in a league is very similar to a tournament. Um, but, yeah, I feel like there's just going to be a high floor, high ceiling for both Juju and Antonio Brown uh, versus this Chiefs defense that have three slot corners. Um, you know, they're, they're forcing all, all three of these uh, corners were slot cornerbacks last year. So um, it's just a spot where I, I think uh, both Antonio and Juju will eat for sure. And so on the other side, you're running it back. Yeah, I think you can run it back. Obviously, uh, Tyreek, big play waiting to happen. But, you know, I, I, I feel like Kelsey, with him only getting one target, that's going to be I, – I always like the, the narrative where, like, a stud, you know, just wasn't really involved in one game. And then they make, they make a point into getting him featured. Um, I know the Steelers have not been very uh, – they've been strong versus the tight end. Um, so – you're going to hear, well, hey, he, he gets another tough matchup here, but I just think Kelsey is almost somewhat matchup proof. They can move him around a little bit. Uh, he's athletic as all can be. So um, I, I definitely would want to have some ownership in Kelsey this week. If, 
if you're the if you're the Steelers and you watched last week uh, the Chiefs game versus um, the Chargers, I mean they they have to be saying like, how can we stop Tyree Kill? And if that's the case, I don't I, I don't know if they can stop Tyree Kill. Like I'm still gonna play Tyree Kill, but like they're gonna be trying to stop him. And I think I'm with Brett Kelsey's like a guy. I think you're gonna get at sub five percent in some tournaments. And I, I think it's a really good play. I, I would, I, I would play Kelsey and um, Hill together in a Mahomes stack. Like I'm looking at doing that and I'd play Kelsey with Mahomes and no Hill, just, you know, change it up, try and get a little different that way with my game stack. Cause this is going to be a, a chalky stack. All right. So here's the other, other side of it is that, you know, the, the, the Steelers just don't allow a lot of production to opposing tight ends. Kelsey's never had it, you know, hasn't had good games against them. Um, he uh, went for four and 37 against them last year, five, 23 and one. So he got a touchdown in uh, 2016. So it's a tough matchup, but like this is a juicy total, right? So like everyone's going to talk about this all week and they're going to drive down the ownership on Kelsey but he's still going to get ownership because of the huge, humongous total. So you're going to have to make yeah. that. And I kind of agree with that. I think the ownership will be high just because of the game is going to be targeted so much in game stacks. And, and now like, it seems like even the very beginner players understand like, Hey, we need to correlate our lineups. We need to throw in multiple guys in one game. So uh, I think, I think just based upon that, Kelsey will be a little bit over 10%, maybe right around 10%. So, um, but I think on any normal week where the total isn't what 53 and a half is where it's at right now. If it was more like a 48 total, like he would be so, you know, the, the ownership would be so much lower. Well, I'm happy. I, I, I got I it in my Yahoo. I don't agree with that. I don't, agree with that. I, I, I don't think the total, I, I get what you guys are saying that the total could boost his ownership, but I don't think so. I, I think that people are off of him. I think that there there's a bias right there from just one week. But if you watch that game, Mahomes didn't really look to, you know, Kelsey that much at all. I, I know he got six targets, but it, it A, really didn't feel that way. And B, he was just trying to sling it down the field. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I see if people are paying up, they're going to Gronk. I don't see them going to Kelsey. And I, I see most people paying down anyways. You know, well, Kittles and Kittles and bits. Kittles, yeah. Najoku's three K, like on DK. Um, Jared Cook's thirty six hundred. I don't see a, a. I don't see many people paying up, and if they do, they're going to the best tight end of the league, Gronk. All right, we're uh, as always. We're going over on time here, so I'm going to do my best to keep this keep this short and sweet. So let's. Uh, where's all right? Each of you guys. Where's mm-hmm. like, what's your best, what, what's your like sneakiest or like your best strategy that you're thinking of right now to do for this weekend? Um, like anything that you're thinking, like any kind of a game that you think is going to go overlooked or w- w- just anything in general. Um, I'll throw out like a contrarian take uh, just for the heck of it. Heck of it. Uh, LaShawn McCoy uh, at home versus the San Diego Chargers. He's 5,700. Um, I've only heard bad things by other people about why we shouldn't be uh, playing um McCoy obviously the Buffalo offense has looked terrible um there's been some decent reverse line movement in this game uh obviously the Chargers have to come from the west coast all the way to the east coast and I just feel like uh if they can 
have a semblance of a first half. You know, McCoy, McCoy's going to see 20 touches. He's going to be a big part of this offense because of how bad their offense is in total. And at 5,700 and low ownership, I want to I be uh, heavier than the fielder. I'm with you. I can't awesome. believe I love it. So like uh I I A I hate Buffalo. I think they're terrible. Like so like on my initial yeah. instinct is like I wanted no part of them last week. This offensive line is terrible, but like they made the switch a quarterback that should improve a little bit, right? Like he's gonna need a safety valve, someone to like pepper with targets. They're at home. It's it's different. You know, he everyone's gonna be against he's gonna get no ownership because he played under 35 snaps last mm-hmm. week, right? But that's only because the game was out of hand uh, with our boy Peterman. But, uh, yeah, I think this is kind of a sneaky situation. And then, um, man, here's an even worse one, Kelvin Benjamin. Something I read today, uh, interesting fact, the leaders in targeted air yards last week were Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry, Kelvin Benjamin, DeAndre Hopkins, and Antonio Brown. Wow. Um, now uh, maybe Josh Allen is a little bit better, right? Then Peter. Yeah, either way, they're going to be inefficient uh, air yards. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't get worse than what Pierman did. And they're dirt cheap, and no one's going to go there. And uh, the Chargers have a really bad history on the road in early games to the East Coast. Food for thought. What about you, uh, JSU Rab? I, I, I will not be taking any Rochelle McCoy or Calvin Benjamin, but I understand the ownership behind it and the, in the play because of it. But um, my, my sneaky, I, first of all, I think that the Carolina Atlanta game stack is a sneaky one. And I think Julio Jones is going to be under owned or, or lower owned than he should be. I like that I, a lot. I love him this week. I think it's just a, he, he's in a smash shot, like you said, letting air yards. and he, he, They're just looking for him all over the field. When he comes out of the game, their team looks totally different. Like they, It's terrible to watch them run, run an offensive play when he's not in the game because it's just so obvious what they're doing, and they just look so lost without him on the field. Um, it's just he, – he's in a great spot. He, he usually dominates Carolina. I, I had his um, – past games against Carolina, but I don't have it right now, but he dominates them. It's just, I, I love Cam. I told you guys that before in a GPP. Um, you can play him, you know, naked. You don't need to play him with anyone else in, unless you like McCaffrey, like, you know, me and Chris do. But if you didn't, you could just play him naked. But Julio, bringing it back with Julio is the, the way I'd go. I think it's really sneaky. All right. Uh, any other final uh, sneaky takes here? I like that Julio play. I mean, he's got 19 targets. So, yeah, you got to like yep. him. Coming on a longer week, too. And the one big concern always with Julio is he's, he seems to be always, like, nicked up at the beginning or at the, in the middle to end of the year. So you're getting a healthy Julio, and everybody's going to be clicking on Antonio Brown or Michael Thomas just because of what they did last week. Uh, you know, Julio had a monster week, but remember he played on Thursday. So a lot of people weren't owning him. So a lot of people don't, (laughs) they don't like think of like that game in their heads because they, you know, that Thursday was basically just all the showdown slates. So uh, I like that. All right. And I think that just one more guy, if, if we're talking about tournaments, I think Keenan Allen would be my second favorite GPP wide receiver. 
I think he's going to be lower owned too, uh, just because of game script, who they're playing. I think people are going to play Melvin Gordon um, a lot, and he's going to kind of get lost like he did last year when he absolutely torched them. So uh, I like Keenan Allen a lot. Well, he, he pairs nicely with our uh, my uh, Kelvin Benjamin, uh, LaShawn McCoy stack. So. There you go. <laughs> sounds like sounds if that like, wins any money. That sounds like we just got we just found our winner, boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna throw one. I don't. It's not sneaky anymore. It's like the obvious contrarian take is uh, Matthew Stafford coming back after looking absolutely horrible, and this team looking absolutely horrible, who didn't play well together in the preseason um, at all, too. But I thought. Uh, my man Galladay looked awesome. Mm. Golden Tate has a good matchup. I think Jimmy G is going to get going in this game. So I, I do like this game overall. And so that might be an angle I take. And a uh, quick question for you guys is, is there, am I stupid for thinking that maybe Andrew Luck improves a little bit? Yeah, I don't know how, how much he's going to be throwing down uh, field. It seems like it's part of their game plan to uh, just put him in shotgun and then quick, like just quick passes. So I don't know if that's an arm thing or if that's just uh, a total new look to the offense, but it's very Brady-esque. Get the ball out as quickly as possible. So I'm probably not going to buy it until they get back into Indy uh, on the turf uh, where we can utilize T.Y. Hilton speed. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Brett. I'm, I'm with you. I think yeah, there's a lot of other quarterback options too. It's stupid, I know. Uh, like, I'm just trying to think. And, like, obvious, like, it, that game looks disgusting to everybody. Like, especially with Adrian Peterson, like, the way that he's just dominated last week. And, like, he'll probably get a huge workload with a lot – not ton of resistance again this week. But I don't know. I just, um, another, just another game to talk about, too, is, you know, Cleveland going to New Orleans. Obviously, we know uh, the Saints, how many points they always put up uh, at home. Uh, happened week one with Tampa. Uh, I don't mind, like, if you want to try to get in on a Josh Gordon play, uh, it looks like, uh, you know, I don't know how popular that's going to be, but he ended up playing 69 snaps out of 89 snaps last week. Very under the radar because he only had three targets. But uh, this is going to be a game where, you know, they're going to be coming from behind most likely for the whole game here. So uh, I think he gets peppered with a lot of balls. Well, that's the uh, the formula of last week that won the Millie is you take Tyrod and you take uh, Josh Gordon and uh, you run it back with some of that Pittsburgh chalk and throw in some other chalk and boom, million right. dollars. Million dollars. So that's it right there. So uh, is that enough for this show? I, I guess so. Um, yeah, I, I, we probably don't have time to obviously talk about uh, too much else. So we've, we've already gone over our 35, 40 minutes or whatever it is. Yep, just – just know paying up for Rob Gronkowski will be contrarian. Yeah, it will. Yes, it will. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it, but. Uh, yeah, everybody's going to be, I think, all over the Kittle uh, for sure uh, this week. Kittle, with how, Cook. How many targets you got. Yep. Going to be going cheap for sure at that price range. Oh, I'll fade Cook. No, no, no problem for me. Um he had a tough time with Njoku. I, I think he's he's a he's a really good talent. I really like him a lot. Mm-hmm. He's out he's out on the field like every single snap too. So yeah, he's 
he's going to get plenty of opportunity in a, which should be a pass-happy game for Cleveland. Yep. All right. Well, that, that about wraps up our show. Let's win some money uh, this weekend. Let's, let's, uh, let's nail that. LaShawn McCoy, uh, Kelvin Benjamin, Keenan Allen stack. I'm going to put that in. I promise I will have that and let's, uh, let's hope it wins. And so that'll, that'll, and if I win the million, I'll share it with you, uh, with both of you. Oh, really? I I'll write that down. I just no. want to, I just now. I this isn't start. binding. This is, yeah. this is my thoughts as of today. And like I said in the past that I, I, by Sunday, I'm in a completely different place. So this would not lock me in, but yeah. But I'm a good guy. So like maybe, you know, maybe. Yeah, still plenty of injuries. Uh, we, we are recording this on Thursday night, so uh, keep an eye. Like John said, uh, the Vontae Freeman news is going to change up a lot of the ownership of running back prices. Yep, uh, with Tevin Coleman for sure. Um, all right, uh, that's another edition. Uh, hope you guys enjoy it. This is the RG NFL DFS Tournament Takes podcast, and we will catch you again next week. Thanks a lot. <laughs>